Hello. Oh, well, hello. You're listening to Sword Explained. Yeah, you're tuning on in to the Sword Explained show. That's uh, Kellen Doherty. That's Leah Nielsen. And yeah, we're going to get some explaining done today. Explain something. I feel mm-hmm. like every time we do an intro, I'm like, the next one, we're really going to finally get the intro down. And Did you feel like we got this one down? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I know exactly what to say when we introduce ourselves, so it'll sound more, like, fluid and, like, we got our lives. Well, we need an intro song, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we're Our at bells. that level now. <laughs> We've leveled up. We're, we are on, like, episode, mm, I don't remember the number, but we're in the high 20s. Whoa. So That's wild. We know kind of what we're doing. Maybe not so well, but we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> what would our theme song be? Sword explained. Explaining <laughs> to you. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I have not been working on that. <laughs> do you still have your banjo? I do have a banjo. Okay, so bing, bang, that's, boom. A there plus we go. B. I could banjo it up. <laughs> I've got my ukulele that I only know one song, <laughs> and that's it. What's the song? Um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's a that's cliche. A classic. That's a classic. <laughs> Anytime oh, a college my girl can play the ukulele, <laughs> it's Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's for that one. <laughs> well, I used to have a guitar, and the only two songs I could play was Good Riddance by Green Day. The- <laughs> <laughs> Great song, or Learning to Fly by Tom Petty, which I could not do well. You could not figure out it was any Tom Petty song. Yeah. Songs. I was like, this is too hard. I'm done with this. <laughs> it's never going to be the cool girl with an instrument. But I did think it was cool you had a banjo. Yeah. I still, though, wasn't the cool girl with the instrument. I knew like five songs, and they were all like old timey bluegrass that no one really cared for. They weren't like normal songs. I did learn, I think, like one modest mouse song. That was about it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, someone recently asked me, they're like, if you could play any instrument in the world and just know how to play it, what would you choose? And I was like, I mean, I guess the harp, obviously. That's a <laughs> sick instrument. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there was a girl who played the harp really well in my high school and it was just cool, and it was also, like, just, like, you have to have such affluence to get a harp, or yeah. even rent a harp. Yeah, you they're know? not getting any inner-city kids at the YMCA a harp. No, like, no. Here, take this $2 recorder, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bridget, or, like, Charlotte, in her little villa is playing the harp. Yeah, on her balcony of her mansion. <laughs> yeah, going to prison with her scholarship. Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> And you're and then, always you wearing a flowing gown. Always. If you play the harp, I hear you can get tons of scholarships. Like, schools love it because yeah. it's unique and it's, like, kind of hard to play, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with the, the college admission scandal. They were always like, get your lie about your kids playing some, like, weird sport. Yeah. Nobody else knows how to because then they'll just, like, take them. Because they're like, they'll just be equestrian. Like, sure. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go. It's like, how many cricket players, when was the last time you met a 15-year-old kid that was like, I gotta go to cricket practice? A a United States kid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe in India or South Africa, they'd be like, cricket time. Cricket! Yeah. 
Well, today I'm going to explain something to you. Ooh, are you? So I hope you're excited because I am. You're probably not thinking it's going to be about what it is about. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really think I was going to do this topic, and it just like came out of my eyeballs. I was like, I got to talk about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Leah, yes. you know how we talk about you know your certain types of people. Like, there's horse girls or car guys, or, Mm -hmm. like, every guy that's named Kyle drinks Monster, and, like, Mm. every girl named Amber would be really mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've never met a nice I don't know anyone named Amber, so I can Uh, believe it. Good for you, because they're all bullies. They're all really mean. (laughs) Sorry to the Ambers out there if you're a nice one, but talk to the mean ones. Uh, Tell the mean ones to chill. Well, you know, one kind of person that, like, specifically, like, gets under my skin? That is going to be Disney adults. Oh! I would agree with that. And I know, you know, it's like you just know people who are that. Everybody, like, knows one somehow. And they're like, oh, God. Like, Angela, why do you love Cinderella? You're 30 years old. Right. Like, come on. And I'm not going to trash on Disney as a whole because, well, for one. I don't know. You can. (laughs) That would take, like, so many episodes, though, because it's, like, so much. And for the record, The Lion King is one of my best, like, favorite films ever made, and I did grow up on Disney. So I loved Disney, but I just think it's a little creepy and weird when adults are obsessed with Disney. But maybe I'm just jealous because they're, like, you know, they're, like, happy still, or they have this, like, childish naivete, and I'm just, like, dead inside (laughs) (laughs) I mean like I specifically I think of people a lot of people propose at Disney Mm -hmm. and that to me is like you're a Disney adult if you're doing that and you're a Disney couple if you're doing that and it just bothers me I don't know (laughs) yeah and you're always wearing Mickey ears when you're getting like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be wearing Mickey ears and getting that's embarrassing. No, and I, I, if I ever happen to find myself at Disney, I'm not going to wear Mickey ears anyway. No, <laughs> I'm an old woman. I'm almost 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get married, and, like, the wife, or, like, the bride is wearing, like, a kind of Disney-themed wedding dress. It's like, it's got a little flair of Sleeping Beauty. Like, what? No, <laughs> lady, come on. <laughs> So, so it goes. I'm going to talk about, really, the gritty underbelly at Disney theme parks. Okay. Considering that Disney theme parks are supposed to be the happiest place on Earth, of course, there is a dark side that a lot of people are really drawn to, and I think it's because, like, they give off this image of everything's perfect, and nobody, you know, fully believes that because nothing is. And Disney is a billion-dollar corporation that is one of the most powerful companies in the entire world. And my God, if I could have just, like, a cut of some of the Frozen Mm. merchandising, I'd be able to retire tomorrow. Yeah. But Disney has a lot of policies and practices in place to keep their image nice and wonderful. You go to Disney, and it's just sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and magic. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where the law and order dun-dun comes in. Yeah, dun-dun. Because <laughs> when was the last time you went to Disney? I've never been to Disney in my life. Never? Which I thought I'm a little to. bitter about. I know. My parents took my brother when he oh. was like four. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't take me ever. Oh and it's still, it's still a little bit of a sore spot. <laughs> yeah, I'd be mad about that. 
Like, yeah, because I missed my child phase. Of course, I'm not going to have an adult phase if I didn't even get it as a child, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I only went once, and I was, like, seven, and I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I was supposed to. <laughs> like, all the other kids were like, oh, my God, it's the best place. I was like, Mom, it's too hot. My hands are all sticky because I was, like, eating ice cream, and I couldn't wash my hands. And she was like, Kellen, we're at the happiest place on earth. Like, get it just together. Happy. It was just this little, like, curmudgeon, like, Arr! But I did still love it. I believe so, I think. I don't know. I was seven, so who cares? My Well, so my family actually had, like, a somewhat nightmarish time because it was my mom's, my brother, who was a baby, my, one of my mom's grandmas. So she was a a grand, she was a great grandma at that point. So very old and like hard to handle at Disney. And then my mom's friend who had just undergone brain surgery (laughs) for brain cancer. (laughs) So apparently they were like, yeah, it was like, the worst combination of, like, us having to care for, like, three people in an amusement park. (laughs) It's just kind of crazy. Oh, God. Yeah, that's way... It was ambitious. Good Lord. (laughs) I know. You're, like, getting on a roller coaster and your brain's, like, flopping around. It's like, don't (laughs) look at too much. It just... (laughs) Someone was just in there. (laughs) Well, now, because Disney has so much, um, you know, power and money, a lot of this, for legal reasons, has to be taken with a grain of salt, as a lot of these claims are anonymous for fear of retribution, but that doesn't stop all the different, like, Reddit message boards and YouTube videos from popping up, so just disclaimer, some of these may be facts, some of these may be urban legends, we're just having fun here, so I plead the spleen for everything out of my mouth from really this point on. Okay, so, good, good. So Disney can't sue us is yeah. basically what you're saying. Yes, don't come after me. I have no money, Disney. I have nothing, Disney. You can't take anything. Now, Disney World and under the bigger umbrella of Disney Parks, Experiences and Products was founded in 1971. And in the past almost 50 years, there have been a ton of evolutions of the parks. We got Disney World in Orlando, Florida, Disneyland in Inaham, Inaham, Inaham. Why can't I say that? I I know what it is, I, but I can't yeah. think. I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's not even a word, but it doesn't. Whew, okay. Anyway. Anaheim, Anaheim. Anaheim, oh <laughs> lord. There we go. <laughs> Anaheim. Anaheim. <laughs> so German. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, we got Epcot, we got Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Disney California Adventure Park, Shanghai Disneyland, Tokyo, Paris, like everywhere. It's ginormous. Okay, so to start with, there's a Watch Mojo YouTube video about dark stories from Disney, so let's dive right into those. I like Watch Mojo. I like that. So it gets weird. To focus on first, though, we got to talk about the employees of the Disney theme parks. So you are trained in extremely specific ways, and I'm going to say it, it's very culty. You're Mm. basically indoctrinated into this huge corporation, or of course they like to call it the Disney family, which is a red flag already. Yeah, that is already is. (laughs) We're a family. (laughs) So employees have to deal with constantly making guests happy. Also, I should note that you're not technically called an employee of Disney, but instead you're called a cast member. 
because I guess it sounds They better. want it to be like a theater. They're yeah. trying to attract theater kids. Yeah, you're just like, oh, we're all hanging out. We're all part of this big performance. But yeah. no, nah, like capitalist daddy says you're just an employee. Like, yeah, you you're being paid. You're an employee. <laughs> yeah. In a quote, emotionally charged class called traditions, you're taught the history of the company, its parks, and the ways in which uh, magical and unique institution it is. You are also trained to point with either two fingers or your whole hand, which is apparently known as the Disney point. So like your whole hand. Yeah, either two fingers or your entire hand. So don't be working in Disney pointing with just your pointer finger or, you know, you'll get a talking to. Why? Is it just considered rude? Yeah, uh, Walt Disney <laughs> made it, and he was like, this just looks friendlier, or it just looks more professional, or whatever. I mean, I get it. When someone is, like, pointing at you, sometimes it can come off kind of rude. But also, if you're giving directions, what? Like, oh, where's the Minnie Mouse toilet? It's right there. Let me just yeah. extend my arm. <laughs> it is that also, way. Using your whole hand, you got to be careful, because that can turn very quickly into a Nazi salute if you turn it. I, that's so, what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. What? Uh, we, I don't know how much people know, but Walt Disney, not a fan of Jews. <laughs> not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how we talk about Henry Ford, not a big fan. Walt Disney, right beside him. Yeah. Powerful white men during this time, probably anti-Semitic. All mm-hmm. racist. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what else aren't you allowed to do as a Disney employee? Well, you're not allowed to answer a question with, I don't know, call each other or yourself an employee, wear bright nail polish, call each other by Mr. or Mrs., talk about your role, I'm assuming to like guess. Um, If they're a character, they have to have a perfect signature, have their phones out, can't do that, Uh, can't do that, (laughs) can't do that, (laughs) Uh, can't break character, can't talk about anything non-Disney related, can't have tattoos, not wear deodorant, or have the wrong hair, glasses, or height for the character you're playing. Wow. So, for instance, according to our heights, Leah, you're taller than me, so according to your height, you'd be able to play Rapunzel or Aurora, but my only option is playing Mm. Tinkerbell, because I'm a short girl. (laughs) (laughs) You only get Tink. (laughs) Also, if you're a tall girl, your only role is going to be Maleficent or any other villain. Because oh, no. We all know don't trust tall women. They're so scary. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Aurora? Is she Sleeping Beauty? Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Okay. I get Sleeping Beauty and uh, Snow White very confused because she also has a, a coma-type slumber. Yeah. <laughs> Both sleepy women. Both very sleepy girls. <laughs> They're just fatigued. They're doing a lot. <laughs> also, employees have to deal with a lot of weird fucking people and guests at the park. Uh, many employees had to file police reports in the past years because guests were getting so handsy with them. Especially <gasps> employees that were character actors and most notably employees that were in huge, like, full costume with their faces covered. So, like, Goofy or Minnie Mouse or whoever. Um, guests, some possibly under the influence, would grab them super inappropriately while trying to get a picture with them, which I can only imagine being in a costume like that in the hot sun, but then people, like, treat you like you're Groping. not even a person and are just yeah. like, ah, let me grope this thing. 
Which is horrifying. It's <laughs> pretty gross. D- don't, adults should not be there. <laughs> <laughs> but employees or cast members are taught that when they post for pictures, which they take like hundreds, thousands of a day, you have to have both of your hands in the photo because if not, guests can use that evidence that like Tarzan or Ariel were touching your butt. And that is a specific rule, obviously, because people were doing that. Whoa. I was molested at Disneyland because Tarzan squeezed my butt. <laughs> maybe it did happen a few times. Maybe sometimes other people made it up. But yeah, you got to have both yeah. your hands. Everybody keep your hands to yourself. How about that? Stop. Everyone stop groping each other. Yeah, there, it sounds like it's like going both ways. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Quote from an anonymous employee. Typically, if you signed up to work there, you already have an emotional attachment to Disney, and the indoctrination course pulls hard at those heartstrings. Like a Disney princess, you're encouraged to dream your way to improving your situation, but you pretty much sign your life away, agreeing to work whenever and however long Disney wants, and you're happy about it. Like somehow getting to work 80 hours a week in a 120-degree costume for $6.90 an hour is the greatest uh, thing you could possibly be doing for humanity, end quote. So uh, are, aren't they, don't they have to follow minimum wage laws? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, is that is uh, technically a quote from The Thrillist, and it's from 2016. So um, mm-hmm. from what I was looking at right now, the minimum wage in Florida is eight forty six, and California is 12 <laughs> Still hours. so low! Yeah. But if you're a server or anyone surviving on tips, you make about five sixty-four an hour, and then the rest is whatever tips you're making. Disney has gone on record to say that in 2021 they will raise the minimum wage for all non-tip Disney employees to be fifteen an hour. But for okay. right now, you're still in the nine to twelve bucks an hour range. Damn. Which, okay. Yeah. How are you supposed to live off of that? Right. Is you know, who freaking knows, but yeah. Now, I, for one, do not belong working in a Disney park. No one has ever met me and been like, you know what? You're Mm. so bright and cheerful. You should always be around excited children. I really think I was born to work in like a musty old library or maybe (laughs) like fulfill my salty sea captain aesthetic. We had Uh. just put me in a lighthouse away from others. Isn't there a movie with Robert Pattinson and Gary Oldman that has to do with the lighthouse and they go crazy? Uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Yes, that's yeah, what I meant. They go very yeah. crazy. Pretty, it's a yeah. good movie. It's, Is it? It's, it's weird, but it's good. I wouldn't okay. watch it again, but <laughs> it's a good watch. <laughs> But regardless, there are specific kinds of people that are drawn to working at Disney. First, there are the employees who, from like the moment they burst out of the womb, they are Disney obsessed, and that's their entire life dream. Then there are the employees that come as college interns or seasonal employees that become so indoctrinated and swept in, they drop out of school and would rather just have like free park admission than continuing their education. They just stay. Damn. Yeah. And lastly, there are those, quote, uh, who get wrapped up in the wishes, hopes, dreams, and making people happy mindset, and eventually they find themselves having invested so much time at Disney that at some point they no longer have the desire to leave. So it's all, (laughs) yeah, it's just all a cult. You you in it and you never leave. That totally sounds like a cult. 
And most importantly, all these employees are workaholics because if you are only working 40 hours a week on nine bucks an hour, you aren't going to make it. So it's basically standard and expected that you work lots of overtime. According to this employee, people would hold competitions of who could work the most in a week. So you'd have people easily working 80 hour weeks. Uh, Disney does not seem to mind paying people for overtime because if you're spending 80 hours of your work at uh, 80 hours of your week at your job, they completely own you. So like they're like that's yeah. fine. So all you're doing in your free time is sleeping. Also, I feel yeah. like there's not a lot to do in Orlando besides go to Disney. So right. Yeah. Popping. Uh, but what does upset Disney is when employees apparently ask for time off. You're sick. Still come to work. You're getting married. We need a nine-month notice, and you can only get one day off. <laughs> or, so another employee has stated, um, apparently being able to take days off at a time for, you know, a vacation, a sickness, a medical procedure, a funeral, whatever it is, Disney has got to come first, because they're your family. Ew. And I can speak from experience, because I used to work with a Disney-obsessed adult. She was a very nice girl, and we got along well, but... Damn, did she talk about her summer job at Disney a lot. Like, <laughs> she worked there right after college. I don't know. I think she worked there for, like, a few years after graduating. But anyway, she was a photographer there, and she would stand in the sun all day and take pic pictures of, like, sticky little kids smiling next to Aladdin. And she had to crouch on her knees the entire time, so she spent, like, 12-hour days or however long bending over and over again. And now her knees are so messed up, she had to get multiple surgeries. And she's, Whoa. like, younger than me, but she, like, has aged, like, an old person. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Whoa. I get it. That's manual labor. That's construction workers and nurses and a lot of other people. But, like, this girl I knew, she was just so into Disney. She had, like, the biggest ladle full of the Disney Kool-Aid every morning. She was, like, that yeah. was the best job of my life. I was super poor. I could barely eat. I went into so many credit card debts and medical bills but like disney but disney <laughs> though it's all for the corporation that made the little mermaid entangled i owe them everything <laughs> now another reason i couldn't handle working at disney is because anything in the service industry you realize people are just insane people are wild yeah um, they're disney awful. is often <laughs> known as one of the safest places for families to visit and as such, many families just go ham because they just assume. Yeah, they're like, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're on vacation. We don't need a watch. We don't need to watch the kids. Uh, and many employees have spoken out about parents losing their kids all the time, ditching them while they go do something else, <laughs> just assume <laughs> something bad will happen again to the kids, like, out of their care. Uh, parents lie about their kids' height so they can go on the rides. Because what's the worst that's going to happen? Little Timmy flies out of Space Mountain. That's not going to happen. We're They're going to make a million dollars if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> How much is your kid really worth? <laughs> Parents also get hammered and lift their kids up on rides. Um, and they just, they're doing super reckless stuff. They're acting wild. And if you are a Disney adult, then when you die, apparently it's very popular um, that you'd want your final resting place to be Disney. Which means what? friends know this? and relatives, yeah, are taking the ashes of dead people and leaving <gasps> them in the park. Or worse, <gasps> they're dispersing them in the park. 
Yeah. Like, can you imagine taking your little tykes to a park and you're suddenly, like, dusted by a dead person? Ew. <laughs> and it's from Pirates of the Caribbean to Splash Mountain to just the main grounds and greenery. People are trying to dump ashes of their loved ones all around. The Haunted Mansion, however, is the most popular spot where people dump their ashes. Now... Makes sense, kind of. Yeah. Um, Leah, if I die, when I die, I want the opposite of that. Spread my ashes in an actual abandoned haunted mansion, like in New England. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near Florida or children when I'm children. dead. Children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are so many stories of guests doing bonkers stuff at the park one very popular one is a guy with his wife and four kids he stood up in a restaurant and proclaimed his wife was cheating on him and then took the kids and left her there so (laughs) that's just a fun weird tale um again very bad parents people trying to bang in weird spots in the park like why are you horny at disney ew Like, there are all these things on Reddit of, like, yeah, I was in line for the whatever, and this guy and girl just, like, went in the closet and were having sex. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't happen often, maybe, but during a fireworks show, uh, some ruckus occurred. A 12-year-old accidentally got punched, and in return, (laughs) that 12-year-old's dad went wild and beat the crap out of another guest, and the cops had to be called, and, like, it was a whole mob scene. Do you think native Floridians are more likely to go to the Florida Disney? Because it feels like this is some Florida stuff. (laughs) I would think so. It was just the Florida air. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Or it's like all the weird tourists from like everywhere come and they just like inhale the Florida air and they're like, oh, rules don't apply here. Yeah. Like, Everything is legal, right? Yeah. And Disney also has the perfect storm of people. You've got young kids who are eating a shit ton of junk food and going on rides, and adults who are drunk and also going on rides. Meaning, people are shitting and peeing and vomiting everywhere. <laughs> Just vomiting yeah. functions around the muck. And whenever something like that happens, cast members are instructed to keep the magic alive and form a human shield so no one sees the puke or the urine. The employee's biggest job is to keep the illusion that they are in the happiest place on earth and people are not shitting in the grass or getting in drunken fights or throwing their kids around, you know, on rides. It's the happiest place on earth. So happy. Yeah. So if Disney is working that hard to keep puke hidden from guests, guess how hard they're keeping the big stuff away. (laughs) So there have been a lot of incidents, accidents, deaths, uh, Deaths with, like, accidents, suicide, murder at the Disney parks. Whoa. Of course. Murder. (laughs) There's a lot of theme park accidents just in general. You know, you always hear, like, oh, there was that one roller coaster that flew off the handles and three people died. That has I don't, okay. A lot of people. So I don't know if this is true, but I remember one of our friends from college saying, that this oh, certain okay. theme park that we went to, that this one roller coaster was closed because a double amputee went on the ride and flew off because they had no arms or legs to keep them down. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. I remember <laughs> that story being told to me very vividly and thinking, I don't think that happened. I, I, think, I, it, I think they made it up. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, why? Why did 
why, why? i don't that. know i don't know <laughs> although what did actually happen is fabio you know fabio yeah i know about that one and the yeah. goose or something that flew into his face he hit a goose <laughs> with his face and it broke his nose i think yeah i mean yeah. at that speed both of you colliding together I'm, well i think the goose i mean it could have killed him the goose I'm- had the bigger <laughs> issue <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> sometimes kids are getting maimed. Sometimes it's guests getting out of control and jumping off rides. And sometimes it's the employees. Complaints have been made about characters hitting kids, fondling women, and even some refusing to take photos with black guests. So that's not great. Um, through the whole 49 years and all the different parks, there's like a ton of accidents, but some truly out of this world. Um, so here are some of the deaths. So in 2004, in a restricted area of the park, a Pluto character was killed when he was run over by a Beauty and the Beast float for their parade. So when you're in a costume like that, it needs to be noted that you can't really hear or see very well. It's very limited. Yeah. So you I'm have sure to your rely. peripherals are gone. Yeah, you can't really see anything but like straight in front of you and you can't really hear anything. So you have to rely on, you know, your coworkers or your cast members to like tell you where you are. So I guess no one was looking out for poor Pluto, and he got completely smushed. Just a bad way to go. Also, like, who was driving the float? Who didn't see Pluto? (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's not like he's small. Yeah! Like a huge dog. (laughs) Seriously. Then, in 2000, there was the Splash Mountain incident, where a 37-year-old man got so freaked out by the ride that he tried to escape the ride while it was moving, and while doing so, he was struck by another vehicle and died at the hospital. So, can you imagine taking your family on Splash Mountain while soaring along all happy, having the time of your life, your, like, roller coaster cart murders a man just standing on the tracks, like, no amount of therapy can... <laughs> yeah, no child's coming back from that. Back from that. That's horrifying. <laughs> that is. But also, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, kind of the guy's fault. You can't just get out oh, of yeah. the ride. No, it's totally you know? the guy's fault. Like, there's <laughs> a reason why there's seatbelts and handlebars and... Yeah. Yeah. And there's the Seven Seas Resort uh, area, which apparently in 2016, a family went for a quick swim in the shallow water of the lagoon. Shortly after that, their two-year-old son was dragged off by an alligator and his body was found dead the next day. Since then, there are tons of signs and fences telling people not to go in the water and that there are alligators. But like, dear Lord, that... This is also not the only alligator incident. An eight-year-old boy was attacked but did survive when an alligator jumped out at him while he was walking by a lake near Disney's Port Wilderness. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, Florida. Yeah. Like, it's the gator space as much as theirs. Stay out of the water. Yeah, don't go in the water in Florida. Don't put your toddler in the water. Yeah. And in 1980, an 11-year-old boy went swimming in the River Country Water Park play, Park 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 Ground. I don't even know what that is, but apparently mm. it was a thing in the 80s. And a brain-eating amoeba entered in through his nose. It attacked his nervous system, and he died a few days later in the hospital. So they had to <laughs> so this shut is that whole of, thing down. Yeah, this is one of my big fears of, like, because it happens, it's not that regularly, but, like, flesh-eating bacteria in warm water, 
yeah. is like very much a thing. Yeah, that, and it's just kind of scary. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a very summer. bad way to go. Yeah, that sounds like a horrible way to go. I remember <laughs> I watched an episode of House where this guy had a brain parasite or something was eating his brain, and it was like the most painful thing. And he was like screaming, and morphine didn't work, and he just like died from the pain. I was like, okay, I can't watch this at night because now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified that's how I'm gonna die. Um, yeah, and in 1996, Disney built a suburban community called Celebration, which that's already a red flag. <laughs> like, why is it called that? But there's apparently a street with a sharp turn, and if you're in the dark and you miss it, you can easily wind up in the water. In 1998, three Massachusetts tourists went missing. Nine months later, uh, scuba divers found all three bodies and the vehicle at the bottom of the pond. Whoa. Then another girl from Florida that same year also died when her car drove into the pond as well. In fact, nearly half a dozen people have ended up in this lake. Whoa. (laughs) So Disney had to put a big wall with flashing lights to warn people that it's dark and there's a pond right next to you. So yeah. thank heavens for that. Only took half a dozen people. Yeah, it seems like after the first three, you would do something. <laughs> now let's head on over to California and visit Disneyland, because there's a slew of bad deaths over there, too. So can we just clarify, Disney World is in Orlando? Yes. Disneyland is in? Is in California. California, okay, okay, okay. In Anaheim. <laughs> Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, in 1980, a recent high school grad on his grad night climbed out of his car on a people mover, fell onto a different track when he was struck by an oncoming car. The weight of the car crushed him and dragged his body a few hundred feet before an attendant stopped the ride. Oh, so again, guys, stay in your vehicle. You stay don't get out of vehicle. your car when you're on the freeway, so don't get off the roller coaster or the people mover. Yeah. And he's not the only one who died on this people mover. Another man also decided to leave the moving ride and died. So, yeah, just people not paying attention or not forgetting how to act as, like, humans. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's also a bobsled ride where a couple people have died. Some of those are because the people willingly left the ride, and others are unclear. Possibly it could have been a seatbelt malfunction, but they don't know for sure. Uh, with the way people be acting, though, I'm very cynical, and I trust a seatbelt over people's intelligence now. So. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, there were some instances where the ride failed and people died. So in 2003, there was, or maybe it still is, I don't know, but there was this ride called Thunder Mountain Railroad, and it was mm. a train that was going down, and it derailed with the, when the passenger car collided with the locomotive in front of it. It was all due to a mechanical failure, and the train uh, was not seemingly up to date with its safety regulations, and the incident killed one guest and injured 10 others. Huh. Yeah. A train derailment. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Not good. How fast was this, like, train going? <laughs> I, I mean, when you're going down on a roller coaster, it's pretty fast. Oh, it's, it's like that sort of, it was like a ride train it wasn't like a let's get around the park train no it was like a like a roller coaster it was like oh, okay, okay, okay. that it was like a train 
and it was like the gold rush or something. Got it. So it like looked like a little train, but yeah. Got it, got it. And in 1974, there was this 18-year-old girl working as a hostess on the America Sings attraction, and it had these big animatronics that would sing to you from various time periods of America. Well, nine days after the attraction opened, this hostess named Deborah Gale Stone fell between the moving platforms. Either she accidentally fell, stepped backwards, or purposely tried to jump between them. But regardless, she was crushed to death. Oh, Which, That is a bad way to go. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to go that would be bad, but, like, being crushed to death would just be infuriating. Like, really? Just <laughs> be like, by, come like, on. <laughs> yeah, not a shark, not a tornado, not a gun to the head. I got smushed. Like, I just was pressed too heavily, and all my organs <laughs> popped out. <laughs> anyway, after this, they installed safety lights and also breakaway walls in case this were to ever happen again, and the family received, quote, a small settlement. Which I don't know. That's probably huge. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, at least three people have died at the Disneyland Hotel, a 75-year-old man, 48-year-old man, and a 23-year-old man. At Disney World Resorts as well, at least four people have committed suicide. Uh, Disney did a very good job of not causing panic or making it known, which, again, I can understand. You take your little kids to vacation and you see a corpse lying straight in the parking lot. That's, uh, again, a lot of therapy. (laughs) So, anyway, that's some of the deaths at Disney theme parks. I did say murder. I guess nobody was really murdered intentionally. Okay, there was like suicide and death. death. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> I couldn't find anything about first murder. degree plotted murder. No, no homicides, I guess. No gang violence or serial killers, but <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, what if like a gang came into Disney World and that's where they're doing business? Probably. Or I was thinking more like there's like a troop of like girls that are like really into Cinderella, and then the troop of girls that are really into, um, uh, Ariel, and then they're just, like, they fight to the death. (laughs) What do you mean Pocahontas isn't your favorite? What do you mean that friggin' Snow White? I can't think of any other... I know. the other woman, Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine. We all know Pocahontas is the best, anyway. She's Uh, pretty cool, but probably not the best represented. (laughs) I mean, historically, no, but she could run really fast, and... She had a raccoon friend. Yeah. (laughs) Way better than Cinderella. Cinderella was doing nothing. Sleeping Beauty, I don't even think I've ever seen Sleeping Beauty, but yeah, that was just a sleepy girl. I don't know what her point was. I don't know. (laughs) Ariel, like... Little Mermaid was my favorite, but now as an adult is my least favorite thing. She literally gives away her voice to have legs to impress this dude yeah. that she saw once on the beach. Yeah, she's got some issues to work out. Yeah, dude, she's she's... read the feminine mystique or something. <laughs> something. She's got to, no. you know, up her self-confidence. Yeah, Belle was pretty good. She was a smart girl that liked books, and she didn't go out with the hot guy because he was evil. But she right. did but have Stockholm Syndrome, <laughs> syndrome and fall in love with an animal. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of bestiality. We got, some, got some work to do. <laughs> okay, so some of these uh, 
things, wait, what am I looking at? Oh, so anyway, that's some of the deaths. Um, some of these people being straight up ridiculous, like the dude that died on the Matterhorn ride in 1964, turns out those bad boys also go pretty fast, even in the 60s, and he hit his head at such a speed that he died. Uh, so don't stand up either. Also, yeah. some of these are Disney's fault. It's why we've got OSHA in the first place. But even aside from the deaths, there's also, there's just some creepy stories and a lot of this is just people on Reddit who are obsessed with the creepy side of Disney and, like, post on, like, creepypastas. Um, some about, like, characters on It's a, Small Ro it's a Small World Ride, and they come to life at night, even when they're unplugged. Like, everybody thinks Disney is haunted, basically. Ooh. Yeah, there's um, a whole group of people out there that are convinced that there is a little ghost boy that visits the haunted mansion in Orlando. Maybe it was the ashes of someone, because they're all over the place. Um, apparently, if you go there at night, you can hear him giggling and laughing, which, hey, if I was a kid and I died, I mean, that's not a bad place to be. Disney's not a horrible no. place, yeah. Yeah, like, stay at your parents' house and haunt them? That's mean. That's Boring. not fun. Go on a roller coaster. <laughs> this is also an urban legend about the Tower of Terror, um, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Firehouse Apartment on Main Street in Disneyland. They're all supposed to be haunted by the ghost of Walt Disney himself. Uh, here's one that is definitely not true, so I didn't list it with the actual deaths, but there's a story that's spread around that someone hung themselves on It's a Small World. In 1999, the ride had to be evacuated due to, quote, safety concerns, and while passengers were being evacuated, a woman took a picture of a ceiling, and you can find it on the internet. I looked at it. It does have a warning on it, like, this could, you know, scare you. Uh, but yeah. it's very clearly a prop. Like, it's a doll. So, again, it's just a spooky story that people like to say. Oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of like the urban legend that a munchkin uh, hanged themselves on the set. Yeah, in the back of Wizard of Oz. Oz. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, if you look at it, it's this. And it's like, it's not but fine, yeah. whatever say what you want uh but of course given the fact that a number of people have actually died in the parks it's understandable that people believing in ghosts would find disney to be haunted um i sure would i guess if i actually believed in ghosts but lastly we do need to talk about the very popular topic everybody likes to hear about which is the infamous club 33 <coughs> so quote Club 33 is a private dining club located within the Disneyland Park. Opened in 1967, the club was modeled after numerous executive lounges created by Pavilion sponsors in the 1964 New York World's Fair. Mm. So the name Club 33 is named after the address 33 Royal Street in Disneyland. So it doesn't really have an exciting meaning behind the name, sadly. However, some people like to draw a very big conclusion across the fact that Prohibition ended in 1933, and in 1967, Walt Disney founded Club 33, and the previous prohibition of alcohol in Disneyland had ended. Hmm. That's when he let, started letting alcohol in. It is only one of two locations to offer alcohol in Disneyland, which... I was Surprising. so confused about. I can't figure it out. Um, cause again, I haven't been to Disneyland, but maybe I'm just thinking of Disney World because you can get alcohol a lot of places in Florida, but it's like very specific locations, and mm. you have to like 
know where to go. And I think it's also very expensive. So a lot of people don't drink. Um, and then, yeah, I think also a lot of people just smuggle in alcohol or you just have to know the right spots. I'm not really sure, but like when Club 33 opened, that was the first place where you could order a drink. It sounds pretty banging. It sounds like it would be fun. Like just Club 33, it sounds like Studio 54, you know, but mm. in Disney. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe after you hear this, you might think differently. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Walt Disney apparently always kept a bottle of scotch stored away in a private compartment on the Mark Twain steamboat. <laughs> fun. You know, when you have a rough day and you have to relax, so you head over to your 19th century steamboat for a drink. Uh, He enjoyed socially drinking, but felt it would tarnish Disney's image if they served alcohol, because again, alcohol will bring handsy men and loose women and even looser morals or like whatever conservative people were thinking in the 60s. So anyway, these executives from GE, they wanted Walt to build an exclusive clubhouse for them because of their relationship. And GE was a major sponsor for Disney so that they could enjoy it while they're visiting Disney theme parks. They're like, hey man, we'll come down to your little rinky-dink kids park since it's part of our job, but if we're going to show up, we demand a clubhouse so we don't have to (laughs) hang out with these normal people. We want to party when we get there, so. The 1% will not be eating next to the commoners at the Hungry Bear restaurant. Like, (laughs) damn, rich white men in suits. They demanded that to be stocked with alcohol at all costs. And while Disney wasn't super in love with the idea, he eventually caved since he didn't want to risk the partnership. And the park was supposed to be for corporate partners and park VIPs. And that was the only place where, again, they could get alcohol. So Walt Disney agreed. And eventually, Um, he died five months before the club opened, so he never actually got to see it in action. But get this, Disney had this hilarious idea that in the dining area, he would have microphones hidden in the walls and chandeliers, and also animatronic (laughs) birds, like vultures and eagles perched above the tables. So the idea was that Disney would secretly record conversations of the dinner guests and then have the animatronic birds jump into the conversations with the guests. Because, like, (gasps) I guess that's fun for people. But very scary. (laughs) (laughs) Like, imagine you're telling a hilarious joke to, like, your boyfriend's parents and you're really trying to impress them and before you get to the punchline that's going to kill an animatronic vulture jumps in and steals your thunder. <laughs> like, you can come <laughs> back from that embarrassment. <laughs> no, it'd be very... Plus, it's like... I'm a little confused. You have, like, have to have people behind the scenes listening yeah, in on these listening. conversations and, like, knowing what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so to the ethical concerns about, you know, Big Brother, um, they scrapped the idea. They were like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. People think it's hilarious just imagining, <laughs> like, a couple, they're, like, on a bad date, and then, like, an animatronic eagle jumps in and is like, Stacy, you can do so much better than him. Come on, can't you tell he's cheating on you? And then they, like, you know, break up a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, membership to the club only remained eligible for exclusive corporate partners for one year after the club opened. After that, Big Daddy Disney Corporation was like, oh, snap. 
we can make hella bank if we offer pricey memberships to the uber rich mm. so of course the waiting list is super long if you don't have the right connections um, according to my google research the initiation fee is somewhere around thirty-three thousand, and then there's an annual fee of fifteen thousand. Oh my god. There's also different levels and we don't even know what the highest fee includes, but the cheapest cheapest option includes a ton of guest passes, VIP passes to like basically everything too. Like you get a personal tour of like, you know, whatever attraction you want. So yeah, oh, okay. for a low price of thirty three grand and then fifteen a year. That can be you. And also, Ew. like, a 10-year waiting list or however long it is. Yeah, so. it's just like, why do people want to spend their money that way? Why do adults want to spend their money you know, that way? so weird. Like, so I weird. who's on that list. Like. Crazy people. <laughs> billionaires, like, weird cousins are on that list. Like, yeah. they have family money, but they're not, like, crazy and, like, working really hard. So they're just like, I don't know what to spend my money on. I just love Disney. And yeah. One there, or like, yeah, Elon Musk's mom. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, with people bored on the internet and with anything very exclusive and secretive, many believe that Disney was part of the Illuminati because, of course, and <laughs> believed um, that in Club Thirty Three, people were performing Masonic and Illuminati rituals um, behind closed doors. So it's pretty much only a few degrees from QAnon territory. Like, I was standing outside the Secret Club 33 Passage right by the Dippin' Dot stand and Minnie and Mickey swing dancing, and I saw Hillary Clinton and Bill Gates walk in there carrying a bottle of what I assume is child's blood. <laughs> stuff like that. It's like crazy people on the internet being like, I heard, I yeah. heard that they did a human sacrifice with, you know, whoever. They brought back Ronald Reagan from the dead, and then <laughs> Laura Bush came. <laughs> <laughs> she was there for some reason. <laughs> All the world leaders, Kim Jong-un, was making out with Vladimir Putin. They're all yeah. part of Club 33. <laughs> so, anyway, those are just some fun and or horrifying facts, myths, stories, about what it's like to work or be a guest in Disney theme parks. So next time you're in Orlando, I'm just kindly going to ask that you don't take your grandfather's ashes <laughs> into the haunted mansion to sprinkle around. It's, yeah, that, that part really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... one, like, no matter how much Grandpa may have loved Song of the South or like Dumbo or whatever else weird racist stuff Disney turned out in the mid 1900s. He does yeah. not need to eternally rest in Disney World. And two, think of the poor 19 year old kid getting paid minimum wage, working 80 hours a week to work in the happiest place on earth, sweeping up a dead man's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> that is very depressing. That is awful. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, wow. that's yeah. Disney theme parks. Crazy. 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 I have never been. <laughs> and now I'm not sure I want to go. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really want to go either way. I, I guess I could go, like, if I had a child to bring, I would go. But, you know. 
It's for children. An adult without kids, though, because then you like, if you have a kid, then you're just like doing whatever the kid wants. You have to like take care of the kid, and they're like pooping their pants, and they're crying because they want an ice cream cone. Like, yeah. Oh, you're just doing whatever you want, and there are. I mean, it's an amusement park. I mean, there's good rides. And I would just put way more time or like want into going to Universal. Yeah. Because you got Harry Potter World. You get like to me, that's an adult theme park. Yeah, Harry <laughs> Potter World for sure. I would go there. Yeah, I want to go there so bad. <laughs> what's your um? What's your Harry Potter house? I I don't really know. I I I took a few quizzes. It was between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm that's for sure not a not a Gryffindor, and I'm also just like not straight up evil. <laughs> Like, who gets Slytherin, and who's happy about getting Slytherin? (laughs) I think Slytherin is misunderstood. I think a lot of people could be Slytherin, and it's not a bad thing. It just means you're, like, really ambitious. and like Loyal is, like, one of their (laughs) qualities. Yeah. I have a theory that no one besides, like, first responders or, like, firefighters would actually be Gryffindor. Right. No one's primary personality trait is brave. Being brave, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you gotta meet my friend Leah. She is so brave. She's brave. (laughs) (laughs) No one would say that. So, yeah, I'm definitely a Ravenclaw with some Hufflepuff tendencies. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'd go to I'd go to Harry Potter World. Um, I went to Animal Kingdom as a kid. That was really fun. They have like that's that cool. big tree of life. That's all I really remember. Hmm. I saw the Lion King performed there, and that's when cool. I got really grumpy because my hands were sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little. I was, like, hands a little, are awful. <laughs> it was really annoying. I was like, I have to sit through this whole performance, and my hands are sticking together. Like I need. A wet nap. Like, why didn't my mom have one? Come on. Come on, mom. <laughs> yeah. And all of the hotels that are, like, adjacent to it are, like, themed rooms. Weird. And I forget what the theme was. I think ours was, like, a treehouse theme. So it was, like, really fun as a kid. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I, okay. I did like that part. But, yeah, I mean, I think it all just comes down to, like, Adults have to act better, and also corporations have to treat people better, too. Treat your employees better. Come on, guys. It's becoming a very big problem. (laughs) It has been. (laughs) So, yeah, that is Disney theme parks. So I hope you learned a lot. Yeah, I did. Now you can go to Orlando, Florida. (laughs) Now I can finally go. (laughs) Don't swim, but don't swim. (laughs) Or take an edible and then go to Disney World. Oh, that God, no. I'd be, like, one of those people know. freaking out. The poor employees would have to, like, <laughs> help me. <laughs> be like, ma'am, um, you've been standing in this line and not moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Go, don't be high anywhere near adults or anywhere near, like, children or adolescents. I learned that when I got really high at the water park. And the teenage employment there, like the attendees, terrified me. I was like, I Because <laughs> you, you saw them as like authority figures. Yeah. I thought they were the police. They were like, ma'am, you can go down the water slide now. I was like, oh my god, okay, whatever you <laughs> want. Don't I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's true. Ma'am, you can go now. <laughs> oh, 
like a 27 year old woman just like, yeah, just shaking, like, like I don't know how to do it. I am so scared. <laughs> there was one yeah. ride that was like space themed and you were in your own little pod and there was like a game you could play where you like pressed a little thing and it was like a laser and you could shoot things and yeah. I was so scared. I was like what do I do? I was like, there's two <laughs> directions. And they were like, you don't actually have to play it. You just sit. You can just ride. I'm going to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my track is going to veer off and go somewhere else. <laughs> no, I'm going to never leave this pod. <laughs> and I was like, if I'm stuck in this pod, I don't want to just be wearing a bikini. I feel very exposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you get lost... Wearing a bikini sounds like the worst thing. <laughs> like, Terrible. No I'm lost shoes. and I have very few clothes on. <laughs> and it's not even like underwear would be better. A bikini, you're wet. Like I was wet. Right. You're wet. wet. <laughs> you're all slippery. It's not good. <laughs> anyway, that's Disney theme park. So we explained that one away. Explained away.